This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Like man, it's a psych out. See the pleasure lovers who live it like it is. Where it's at. Make the scene with the rebels, the hippies who think that flower power rules over everything and everybody. Psycho. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V-I-G. If I ruled the world, imagine that. I'd free all my sons. I love them, love them, baby. Things were said, mistakes were made. Let's end this madness and get on with our lives. Michael, do not let your imagination run amok. Run what? Amok. It means don't let your imagination run out of control. Why didn't you just say that, Pam? Michael, do not let your imagination run out of control. Well, that's easy for you to say. You have a bad imagination. It's stupid. I live in a fantasy world. And now, we're tiny. We're toony. We're all a little loony. Our feature presentation. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another all-new Kevin and Bean show, this time for a Thursday, the 16th of August. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. Who's your handsome Jewish friend? That would be Jensen Carr. Now, I feel like it's very presumptuous to call me Jewish. Is it that my face looks like an actual bagel? Is it <laughs> A I mean, little bit. Okay, that, fair enough. Yeah. I just feel like, I, because I look like every protagonist in a Woody Allen film, that doesn't mean you can just presume I'm Jewish. You're not, hide, you're not hiding it, is no, what I'm saying. No, basically I'm a walking bar mitzvah, but I'm so happy to be here. I feel like the Asian dude in Journey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes. I, feel, I feel like there's a cover band, I've been working mm-hmm. on it on my own podcast, and then the yeah. big leagues called me, and here I am to to fill in, and I'm thrilled, and I'm honored to be here. It nice. certainly certainly is glamorous on the inside, isn't it, Jensen? I mean, God, this <laughs> studio fully, truly does give me the feeling that radio is booming. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we have a lot to talk about on today's program. I want to get started with a, a couple of things. Uh, first, I hate to bring it up again, but remember yesterday, Allie, we heard from the listener Heidi, who was trying to help me understand why I always misspelled uh, or mispronounced the word uh, Arctic. Right. Arctic. Right. It, it is, in fact, Arctic, and I frequently say Arctic, and I can't figure out why. Well, she wrote in to say, the reason you say it that way is because it's Antarctica, and it does. you're confused by the fact that Antarctica is on one side of the Earth, and then the Arctic is on the other. They're different, and that's where the, that's where the disconnect is. Mm-hmm. So I accepted that explanation, and I thought, oh, at least it makes sense. At least now I know where it's coming from. Well, now, Matt, Kevin to be listener... As the plot thickens, Kevin Bean Lister from Australia says, hey, your your Lister misled you. There is no Antarctica. It's only Antarctica. So So we're pronouncing Antarctica wrong as well. Yes, that's what he is saying. I mean, this is really just a conundrum, a full circle spiral. (laughs) This never ends. I liked it better when I thought that Matt was saying there is no Antarctica. I'm like, oh, let's hear this theory. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the planets. We're (laughs) all just changing them up every couple of months. 
Well, we've heard from the flat earthers about oh, that. Yeah. There is no Antarctica. There's just that wall of ice that right. the ships run into when they get to that point on the. I want to. Say, I almost said globe, but that would be very offensive to them on the Earth. Yeah. So now, what do we do? Because now it's Arctic and it's Antarctica. Are we going to be able to keep that straight? Do you guys agree with that? Are you well, cool with it? As an Armenian guy, I'm half Armenian. Mm-hmm. I think I have a cousin named Arctic. Okay. How yeah. does he spell it? A R T I C. Oh, okay. Well, there's no confusion. No confusion. I'm just saying, in my mind, I feel like Arctic in general is a guy with a unibrow and he lives in Glendale. It is Arctic. Do you know? Okay. Yeah, I don't think there is real. I mean, I'm not going to go with these random emails we're getting from Australia to tell me how to mention anything. Okay, so I mean, I'm not not saying we shouldn't. I'm saying I didn't watch Crocodile Dundee for the grammar. I feel like it's really early to be pissing off Matt in Australia. Fine, it's all one time for me. Well, I am just, uh, I'm just, I'm frustrated now because I want to get them both right. And or are now you I d- frustrated? I am frustrated, okay. actually. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! I mean, this is a dilemma, is what I'm saying. Okay. All right, so that's, uh, that's an old business. Now, on to new business. You know, every once in a while, I bring you a story, uh, Allie, about a lady who goes to, uh, or a gentleman at, at times, who goes to the eye doctor and something is discovered. Right. And it's never good. Mm-mm. It's always a bad, bad surprise. Yeah. This is a 42-year-old British woman, according to a report recently published, who uh, had a pea-sized lump just below her left eyebrow. And it became a cyst, and it grew over a six-month period until it was visible on an MRI. So it's swelling. It becomes painful when touched. Her left eyelid could, uh, starts to droop. So she goes to the doctor, and they get in there. The surgeons do. And they find a hard contact lens, <gasps> the type she wore 28 years ago. No. Oh, no. Yeah, it was intact. It appeared to have been perfectly encapsulated by tissue. In other words, it was essentially absorbed into her body. And then they had to remove it, and she couldn't figure out how that was possible. Then her mom remembered that she had had an accident as a 14-year-old while playing Badminton, she was hit in the left eye by a shuttlecock. Sure. At the I, time, she. How yes. did it get weirder? How did it get weirder? Yeah, it did. I don't, how did it get weirder? I didn't know. <laughs> also, I went into this thinking you were going to say it was a spider egg, so everything down yeah. is cool with me. Right, yeah, right. Could be Agreed. anything. Yeah. So, so she should be delighted at this news. Yeah. So she gets hit in the eye with the shuttlecock. She wore rigid contacts at the time, and the contact in the injured eye at the time of the injury was never found. But because she felt fine, the injury resolved itself. They assumed that the contact had flown out of her eye and had been lost. And she never used that type of contact again after the accident. By the way, I'm a person who uh, wears glasses to read but have never used contacts at all. I would not be a good candidate for that. I would be terrified of putting something in my eyes every day. Same. Yeah. I I've never I've worn glasses almost my entire life. I can't imagine anyone putting anything into their eyeball. It sounds like a horror film. I had it, an eye infection a year ago and I had to have a friend hold me down yeah. to put the drops in. I'm the and same way. The whole time I was like, uh, 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 yeah, it's an exorcism. It's, it's yes. literally an exorcism. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm exactly the same way. It is almost impossible to get eye drops. Yet I have to put eye drops in my little dog Linus's left eye every day, and he it doesn't. He barely wakes up for it. That's because he, he can't just, talk. If he, he could talk, he'd be like, "Stop this! I'm a dog. <laughs> I let my eyes grow." I'll also remind you, Allie, of the story we did last year of the British woman whose doctor found 27 soft contact lenses in her yes. eyes, if you'll recall. In her eyes? They were in just like on top of each other. 
Yes. What is she doing? She's not bright. She had no. uh, 17 disposable contacts and a blue mass in her right eye and a clump of 10 in the other eye. Oh, she would have a terrible time on dating apps. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. She, uh, she, she, uh, uh, her eyesight was worse in one eye. She went to the doctor and found out why. So I guess pay attention to what's going in your eye and make sure that it comes out, I guess. Mm, that's good advice. Good advice is the takeaway? I mean, <laughs> also, I feel like I can't walk down the street if there's an eyelash even close to my iris. Yeah. These yes. people are just absolutely yeah. uh, unthoughtful when it comes to their body. Yeah, they're 20, just dismissing. Yeah. yeah no 28 years she's walking around with that insider. Yeah. I guess she's lucky it didn't get worse a lot faster. All right, let's mm. talk about today's on new Kevin Bean show, shall we? You want to believe in fairy tales? Far be it from me. Go ahead, believe in your fantasy world. Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is back with another movie uh, made with Peter Berg that I will not see. But there's a lot of people who love these movies. Mile 22, it's called. Jensen, in your long uh, long career, have you uh, had much interaction with Mr. Wahlberg? Oh, Wahlberg and I have had no interaction. Uh, I feel like in the white rap world, yeah. you f- I feel like you would want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've never had any good vibrations. No. <laughs> it's uh. a small fraternity of white rappers. You guys should have been tight. He doesn't come to the meetings. Have you ever <laughs> even been to a Wahlburgers? I have. I have. I mm-hmm. recently went to a Wahlburgers. I'm going to tell you something. Impressed. Yeah. You know what's crazy good. about Wahlburgers? Have you been? Yes. The the idea that the movies and TV shows mm-hmm. that they've been in all etched into the ceiling. Yeah. 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 Oh, a lot, about that? A lot of those, though. But they didn't. Some were selected. Some weren't. Interesting. <laughs> like NKOTB was up there. Of course. Uh-huh. But I couldn't find I Heart Huckabees. Uh, how about that? Yeah. Um, so we'll talk to Mark coming up next hour here on the Kevin Beach. We got a new edition of Get Up on This. That's Ooh. going to be J- Jensen's surprise to us. Mm-hmm. We don't know what that topic is. We'll look Ooh. forward to that. Here's a uh, here's an interesting uh, go back in time exercise. What would you tell your high school self if you had the opportunity, Allie, to talk to seventeen year old Allie? What advice mm. would you give her? We're going to discuss with all of us here and you, the listener, on the Kevin and Bean Show today. We've got a brand new internet roundup for you with the best viral videos of the week. What is the etiquette if people respond to you or write to you, I should say, on social media? Are you required to write back? I got hot takes. Yeah, you do. I feel you like do. I got hot uh, takes. Some might say insane. I, You know what? And I still believe in it. Oh, I, 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 last I thought night, you'd sleep on it no. and wake up and go, I was not right. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I actually am what you call doubling down. Oh, dear. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm here and I'm ready to be crazy. Okay. We will uh, discuss that. <laughs> also, there is some uh, controversy in the City of Lights with urinals all over town that you don't go into, you just pee into on oh, the street. Gosh. And not everybody is crazy about them. Uh, Dr. Drupinski on the program today. We're going to uh, tackle the red-hot issue of vaginal rejuvenation on the program today. Yeah, we are. I am way for it, but apparently the FDA disagrees. So we'll see what Dr. Drew has to say about that, because he would know. All right, a quick break. Allie's back with what's happening right after this on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Allie's got her first look at what happened. If you guys missed it yesterday, we found out that Aerosmith is going to be doing their Las Vegas residency at the Park Theater. Yes, it's kicking off April 6, 2019. It's called Aerosmith. Deuces are wild. There's going to be 18 shows April, June, and July. Ticket prices $75 to $750. That's a that's a good difference. I would say. Right there. Yeah. You, have you seen Steven Tyler lately? Um, I saw him on the Today Show when he announced this. He looks like beef jerky. 
He doesn't uh, look like he's got a skin regimen no. as much as he should at his age and maybe stay out of the sun a little bit. Yeah. I, I, yeah. He looks like a human dream catcher. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just things hanging off like him. Webby. Yeah, he just yeah. looks creep balls. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I did notice that his hair on the Today Show looked like he had slept with it in braids and then took it out because it had like that nice look. That <laughs> he braids it for he, sleep. Yeah, he tried not to have it look like he worked on it real hard, but it had that look like this was an attempt. I mean, he's just very cool. He is. Listen, Aerosmith in Las Vegas. I'd go to that show for sure. You're I mean, a no? I, no. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm, I'm not, I, I just feel like if I'm going to Vegas, mm-hmm. I don't want to, what is it, a two-hour show? Probably, yeah. I'm not spending it with Steven Tyler. Can you, who's, who's who else is in the band? There's Joe like Perry. Joe Perry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a bunch of guys. Yeah. The yeah. Other guys. I'm going to Boys to Men. They have a residency. I've seen it. How is it? I've seen it twice. I saw it on its opening night. Oh, yeah. I'm on bended knee. It is. That's where I'm going. Fantastic! Yeah. It's one of the best shows. Like, every single song, I had to drag my cameraman from KTLA mm-hmm. to go to it because we were doing live shots there. And uh, he was like, I am not going to see Boys to Men. I'm like, you will, and you will like it. <laughs> no. He sat down, and no joke, after every song, he's like, they do this one, too? Oh, yeah. Like, he was <laughs> in shock at hit how many hits hit. they had. Yeah. It was great. Motown Philly's back again. Yeah. I could do this all day. It's hard yeah. to say goodbye. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's hit after hit. Yeah. Yeah. Boys to Men, ABC, BBD, the East, East Coast, Coast family. family. Yeah. No thanks, that. Aerosmith. All right. Allie and I know where we're going. Well, I'll go to Aerosmith as well. I'm not going to lie. Uh, well, no thanks. Okay. All right. You will pass. You guys, this is uh, this is just getting sadder and sadder for Meghan Markle. Her dad and her have a very rough relationship. They're mm-hmm. not really talking right now because he well, feels the need to, you know, do interviews when she says, please stop it. Yeah, I feel there's a real break in the relationship when you get married and won't invite your father. I feel like that's tough. Oh to come no, back from. he was invited. He wasn't coming. He got caught basically staging uh, staging a photo shoot, a paparazzi right. photo yeah. shoot. But it was like the most adorable paparazzi shoot ever. Yeah, getting was, fitted for a tux. Oh right? no, the one I love is him in oh. a restaurant reading a book that says like what to see when in the UK. Oh god, like he, like tourism spots. Right. It was adorable. Oh. And then he was also remember he was also in the internet cafe looking at uh, p- pictures and articles about about. The royal wedding. Yeah, he's right. adorable. Right. No, it's great. I, I love don't it. I think we're saying adorable. Oh, no, no, at no, no. All. Here's the thing. If I'm going to commit my life to being royalty, mm-hmm. I want my dad to be Roger Clinton. Remember Bill Clinton's brother? The sax mm-hmm. player? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. That, well, I think Bill Clinton was the sax player. Yeah, but I think his brother was. I think his brother just like smoked pot. Oh. I think that was his instrument. Oh, but, okay. I, but I, I, what I'm saying is, I, I want that Beverly Hillbillies vibe. Right? I think it's cool. I think it yeah. shows I'm grounded. But when she keeps saying to him, "Hey, Dad, stop it and stop doing interviews about me," and he keeps doing them to get paid, let me live my life, no, Princess. He I want to live. My... Cut the f. Oh, off. come on! I want to go to Home Depot and wear sandals. You know what I mean? I want to be weird. All right. Well, he um, he apparently skipped her first wedding in 2011. So people are like, "Hey, wait a minute." This is a pattern with this guy. So maybe their relationship wasn't as great anyway to begin with. But don't you make an effort to see your daughter get married at least the first time, let alone to a prince, like 10 down in the line, whatever it is? I would say you do. Yeah. Okay. Is that it? I mean, I don't know, guys. I like having, remember, you know, like how Randy Quaid is in the vacation movies? Yes. That's what I want my dad to be. 
I want him to be Wearing weird. A I want dicky. Him, yeah, I want him to show up with like zinc under his eyes, even mm. though it's like cold out. Like I want weird <laughs> stuff to happen. I would love weird stuff to happen, but when you are explicitly asked not to do interviews and stage stuff yeah. for the paparazzi where you're getting paid and talking about one of the now most well-known women in the world. Right. Well, she's you... worried about it reflecting badly on her new family. Right. I want Understood. I want him to pull out like a glass and be like, is this crystal? I don't think it's crystal. I think this is just a cup. Like, I want, I want yeah. weird stuff to be said. You want him just <laughs> to yell that he's cleaning out the esser? Yeah, I want King Ralph. Okay. John Goodman <laughs> reference. All right. Yeah. Great pull. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Some birthdays for you. Madonna, you guys. 60. Madonna is 60? 60 today. Holy. 60 wow. years old. Yep. Arms look great. Yeah. Kathy Lee Gifford, James Cameron, Angela Bassett, Timothy Hutton, who, by the way, is not. If you're going to meet Timothy Hutton and you're in, you know, junior high, do not say how much you love him in Pretty in Pink. Because he is not Andrew McCarthy. Nope. He will play along, and then you'll walk away, and your friend will go, you idiot. And then you feel bad for Timothy Hutton for years. And you tell him 20 years later, and he's like, yeah, I don't care. But it was a good time, everybody. <sighs> Steve Carell, it's his birthday. And one of the greatest directors ever. You might know him from Thor Ragnarok, What We Do in the Shadows. But you should know him from Eagle vs. Shark, one of the greatest movies out there. I think everyone should see it. Taika Waititi. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I know uh, Mark Wahlberg is on the line, you guys. And I know he's got this mile 22 that looks very good, very entertaining in theaters this weekend. But I got Wahlberg's questions that I'm going to have to get to first. So will you permit me? Please. All right. Okay. Hey, Mark Wahlberg. Not on hold yet. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, it's me. <laughs> Jensen, you're now Mark Wahlberg. Well, I, geez, I've been making so many burgers this morning. It's hard for me to even talk. I think he's on hold now. All right, okay, yeah. Mr. Wahlberg. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, welcome back to the Kevin and Bean Show. How are you? Besides uh, working hard like you do I every day. Well, we're fine, but we were uh, just you know talking. What? I'm actually on a little vacation. Oh, no kidding. See, only this... Mark Wahlberg will do radio interviews while on a vacation. Yeah, that's not a vacation, Mark. I hate to break it to you. Well, no, I'm, I'm slowly walking down a golf course right now. Oh. We're in a, a beautiful part of Massachusetts with my family, so kids are still sleeping. Oh. Got my exercise in early. Okay. And, uh, you know, just uh, excited to talk about the movie. We got a great movie, so I want to tell everybody uh, to go and see it. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. It's funny you should mention the golf thing because I I have heard that you have said if you had it to do all over again and you had the talent, that would be the dream job for you, being a professional golfer. Like that would be your passion. Well, and golf is my passion, but I realized a long time ago I can't make a living at it, so I just go out and have fun. I kind of keep it in perspective now. What I'm gonna you, get really weird. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough racket, so. I'm going to get really weirded out if you are by chance at a golf course on the Cape. Are you? Uh, you're smart. Okay, because I How think my uncle owns it. Whoa. You might be at my uncle. Does a, uh, a hockey legend, is he part owner of this course? Who would that be, Bobby Orr? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's the same course. You can ask me once I'm off the air. I don't want to. 
All right. Yeah, we won't. We won't give it away. Hey, Allie, is there a way you could probably give away exactly Mark Wahlberg's location? I would just say it's so weird that he's at my uncle's golf course. Mark, if you could move to the left a bit, the the snipers need to get a little better of a shot on you. If you could just, yeah, we just need to know your exact location. No, no, no. The problem is, I don't know. I don't know if if phones are allowed. So right now, I had to walk off the course to do the call. Oh, Oh, nice. Well, again, if you could, if at any chance you could just give us the exact longitude and latitude, that would probably help out too. All right, let's talk mile twenty-two. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I have one more golf question. What do you what do you make of uh, Tiger Woods' remarkable last couple of months? Do you think that he is on the way to coming all the way back, Mark, or do you think this is just a lucky fluke right I now? I think ab- no, no. I think absolutely. Actually, uh, Tiger is a friend, and I talked to him after the British Open, and you know he was so close. He felt really bad about letting that slip away, but you know he felt like this this tournament. Uh, at the PGA Championship, he felt like he literally turned back the hands of time and uh, for four hours, and it was absolutely incredible to see. It's so nice. That, you know, he's the reason why I started playing. Yeah. And I think once he gets over that hump and wins, I think he's going to win a lot of golf tournaments. That would be such an unbelievable comeback yeah. after such a dry streak for so many years, and I really did, and I know this isn't why you're on the phone, but I really did, and I think a lot of people thought that it was all mental. He had some injuries, but in general, it was a mental problem that it seems like he's spent a lot of time working through. Well, I think, yeah, I think, you know, you got to get over that hump, having that kind of pressure and those expectations that you put on yourself, never mind the expectations that people put on you. But also, you know, he's had his spine infused. I mean, that's that's not an easy injury to come back from. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. All right. The great uh, Mark Wahlberg on the phone here on the Kevin and Bean Show. He mentioned Mile 22. This is a movie I know you are very excited about, your latest collaboration with your friend, director Peter Berg. And you guys were kind of doing something different than you've been doing the last few years. And it's an original movie that is wall-to-wall action, I'm told. Yeah, the first three movies that we've done are all based on real-life tragedies. And for us, we just wanted to do something we could have more version of fun. And we created a really original, cool, character-driven action movie, especially... You know, it's so timely because in a world of, you know, sequels during the summer, it's nice to have something original and something different. And it's also really smart. You know, it's a branch of the CIA that not a lot of people know about, Overwatch and Ground Branch. And these guys uh, do some very dangerous, these men and women do some very dangerous work. And uh, they don't kind of get the parade like a lot of our military branches get when they come home. They're below the radar. And uh, it's, it's a pretty incredible story. Mark, if I haven't seen Mile 21, will I know it's in 22? It's fine, right? Uh, yeah. 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 Quick, yeah. Qu- I have another question. Yeah, yeah. This is sort of... Right. There's no mile 21, but... Okay, fair enough. Here's another question. I mile 44, people like this one. Well, yeah. I mean, I saw eight miles, so I, I assume they're in the same universe. My other question to you, and I wonder, what I, this film seems grueling while watching it. I, I know you worked out for like five months straight, even though you didn't even have a, a scene where you took off your shirt, so I could only understand it as a mental uh, workout. Here's my thing. Is it easier to film this movie... Or be very close friends with DJ Khaled. Which one of those is more grueling? Like, I, I watch you guys, uh, your friendship on Instagram, and I'm almost, uh, I'm tired just watching Khaled's Instagram, and you're actually friends with him. You know, Khaled is such a sweet guy. That so, I've never met anybody who has more positive energy and, you know, just gives up and spreads more love than Khaled. It's incredible what he's been able to accomplish. Um I know Mile 22 was a tough movie to shoot, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, physically demanding, but also going to Columbia for uh, for three weeks and not, you know, normally I go home every weekend. So being away from my family for that length of time was tough. We worked a six-day week, so I couldn't travel home on the weekends. What do you Did think you of Columbia? The best, baby. 
Huh? What did you think of Columbia? Columbia was awesome. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, you kind of only know what you've heard about, and you know, uh, it was amazing. The people are great, really smart, talented people down there. The president was more than accommodated. We were able to do stuff in Colombia that wouldn't have been able to do anywhere else as far as like shutting down streets and mm-hmm. blowing stuff up, and um, <laughs> but really talented people, great food. You know, it's just unfortunate that every time I go to a place like that, I go for work, so I never really get to see places. You know, right. I don't get to experience the culture and. You know, really explore the city. You got a, a, a you got a great cast in this Mile 22. We're talking to Mark Wahlberg on the Kevin and Bean Show. Obviously, uh, Lauren Cohen. She looks phenomenal in this movie. Ronda Rousey, great again. But I wanted to ask you about John Malkovich. Is he a guy that you, you knew him before, right, John? Yeah, Malkovich and I, uh, we, we've also did uh, Deepwater Horizon together. Yeah. And, it, uh, it, you know, he's obviously one of the great character actors out there. Is he a little bit crazy? He seems like he might be. Uh, you know what? He plays crazy really well, but he's a very, very sweet guy. Okay. All right. In our so remaining... go back to him in, uh, you know, line of fire. Right. In our remaining minute, what's your handicap out on the golf course, Mark? Uh, you know, I'm playing pretty good right now, but I like to keep my handicap high because if I'm playing with Tiger or Bubba Watson or any of those guys, Justin Thomas, I got to get as many shots as I possibly can. That makes sense. I mean, I can't even watch those dudes on TV without feeling like I'm inadequate. Inadequate. Yeah, I can't imagine playing with them. (laughs) That's a sentence that the guy just said, and that's just part of his real life, you guys. All right, actor and producer Mark Wahlberg. Hey, by the way, don't forget uh, Ballers is back on HBO Sunday Nights that Mark produces as well. But Mile 22 is in theaters everywhere this weekend. It looks like a lot of fun. Nice of you to take the time out of your, uh, your vacation and catch up with us, Mark. We always enjoy having you on the program. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It is Thursday morning. Our friend Jensen Karp is here. Yes, yes, Jensen. Oh, hello, friends. You did a podcast for how many episodes uh, so far called Get Up On This? Oh, my. I have no idea. Hundreds. We've been doing it for almost 10 years. Uh, It's what I call probably the uh, longest dumb mistake of my life. (laughs) (laughs) But you just can't figure out how to get out of it. No. And the concept of it is that you introduce people to cool things that they may otherwise have missed. That's right. Things that Uh, haven't yet hit mainstream, things they may have missed over the past few decades, things that if you ran into me on the street and said, hey, what's going on, what's cool, I would have an answer for you. And last week you uh, you brought us the Mac Miller album, which we have all enjoyed since then, by the way, because it's way better than it had any right to be. Absolutely. Let's find out what's on your mind this week. It's time for Get Up On This. Get Up Get On This. This week, I am slightly terrified. Uh, oh. Yeah, because I, I guess location-wise, I'm only a few feet from Allie, and I've mm-hmm. been told already, I've been I've been hinted, I've been uh, sort of secretly uh, filled in mm. that this is something you don't love. Oh, no. And I feel like most of our likes are pretty much in line. Absolutely. So I'm weirded out, because this week I'm getting you up on a Netflix special. This is uh, the first of three that will be released this year. There's also another one, but what I'm getting you up on right now is a special on netflix called push it's from darren brown he's a mentalist slash magician out of the uk and mm. I, I've, I've been told you didn't like it i've been told you think this whole thing is fake um that's not true at all okay. um i totally enjoy watching mentalist yes however i think his latest special and I don't know if it's push. It was you're talking about the the factor fiction, the uh, the religious. Yes. Okay. Was that the one where he performed miracles? Yes. That was some BS. That was 
awful. Well, I can't wait to tell you that I think none of this is BS. I think the idea that Darren Brown, let me tell you about him. He's extremely famous, uh, and he's just coming out to the U.S. And again, like she says, it could be considered magic, but what it truly is is mind control. Mm-hmm. This is a man who believes that he could bring you into any room and basically, with just a couple words, say anything he wants you to say. For example, in the UK, he became very famous by bringing in different people and saying, hey, listen, when you were a kid for Christmas, was there something that you asked for that your parents never got you? And mm-hmm. they go, no, not really. Because really think about it for me. Take it in. Like, is there anything that you've ever thought of or put on a list and your parents just ignored it? No, not really. Uh, think again. And they go, you know what? Yeah, once a red bike. Mm-hmm. He got famous because he made that happen six times in a row mm-hmm. with people who came in. And he basically, in a way, hypnotizes people. Right. To do Wait. S- yes. So they all said red bike. They all said red bike. And he tells you how he does these things. He's not like a secretive person. He basically says, I can get into people through suggestion, through a bit of hypnosis, although legally he says he is not hip- hypnotizing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is able to make people think certain ways. Okay. That is his entire magic. This is a one hour and nine minute special released in June, currently on Netflix, where where Darren Brown does a social experiment, right? He finds people that he believes he can convince over the course of a night through escalating events to push someone off a building to their death. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's what you need to know. Ooh. So, for example, at the beginning, I'm not going to give away too much because I want you to watch it. And it's on your Netflix tonight. But, for example, he'll say, you know, hey, uh, this is a platter of, di- you know, a platter of appetizers. Do me a favor. I know they're not vegetarian, but can you put the vegetarian sign on it because we're supposed to have a vegetarian platter? And then over the course of a night, those kind of moral dilemmas, those kind of uh, questionable moves are escalated until we get to our, our final scene, which would involve possibly someone murdering someone. So what? these are things that these people under ordinary circumstances asked by you or I to put the sign up on the vegetarian would yes. just say, no, I'm not going to do that. That's uncool, dude. But, but because would you be? This- but would you? Mm-hmm. I would not do it. But this guy somehow is getting inside their brain and making it seem to them like it makes sense and it's a good idea. And he never hides the reasoning. So you say, like, oh, weird that they get into the minds. Not really. He just, you know, like, for example, the very small thing, like, uh, at the at the event that they mm-hmm. uh, do this whole experiment at, he didn't tell them it's a black tie affair. So the person who shows up is wearing kind of more street clothes. Just that alone might make you think you're a little inferior okay. to the people around you. So if someone asks you to do something, you might be more inclined to do it. Huh. Can it, you see how, you, you watching it, can you see how it works? Yes, absolutely. He picks people who, for example, seem to be inclined to follow. They're definitely not leaders. Mm-hmm. He picks people to do this that are followers and then shows you how these type of things happen. I, I picked up the trailer so you guys could hear a little bit of it. Let's, let's listen to it. My name is Darren Brown, and the question we're considering is simple. Can we be manipulated through social pressure to commit murder? 70 people coming in here. They can't see this. Take them by the knees. 70 actors will be playing out a meticulously planned and rehearsed scenario to manipulate this man who has no idea he's being filmed. Come on, guys. What are we going to do? He's a millionaire. He's going to make sure you go to jail. This show is about how readily we hand over authorship of our lives every day. Just give him one big push. Can social compliance be used to make someone push a living, breathing human being to their death. Welcome to the push. 
And it sounds cooler because it's British, right? It's true. Yeah, it's true. So it is the most intense hour of television I have seen in a very long time. I think it's important media. It shows you kind of maybe what's going on in the U.S. right now, too, about people sort of blindly following. It Mm -hmm. It is intense media, and I think Darren Brown's doing a great thing. I haven't seen it, but I did watch the Miracles one. Yeah, so that is the second of the three specials. And it just, it was boring. Did you, you I got saw to the end. through yeah I had to cuz mm-hmm. I'm like it's got to get better mm-hmm. everyone's talking about this guy and it it bored me and you just you saw through everything that was happening. Well, FYI, I'm not getting you up on that one. I'm getting uh-huh. you up on the first one, which <laughs> okay. is push, just, right. just for the record. Okay. Uh, I do think that the second special is a little more of mentalism. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a little more of, like, uh, Copperfield. Like, a little more, like, <laughs> that kind of thing going on. But with Push, it okay. is much more of a social experiment. It is uh, not magic. No magic yeah. is going on. It's just... It almost shows you how magic happens. It, it shows you a mob how... mentality too. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what it sounds like to what it reminded me of me with the clip you played was the Joe Schmo show, where you got one guy who yes. is the target and everybody else is around him is in on it. And imagine that involved murder. <laughs> yeah, except with murder, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And All the, right. The, the so things it, that happen, it will make you. I mean, if you watch it with your wife or your girlfriend, I mean, there will be many times you look over and go, "You wouldn't do this, right?" <laughs> 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 so again, it's called Push. Yes. His name is Darren Brown, and it's available now on Netflix. Yes, and his spelled he spells his first name D E R R E N, which is I also mean. kind of mentalist for me not to think that's stupid. <laughs> I don't, but I, I again I can't recommend anything on Netflix more than Push. It is very interesting, and also like there's too much TV. We all know this. There's just too many shows. This one uh, gets out the pack. I'm going to give him a chance. I appreciate just it. Just for yeah. you. I appreciate Sounds it. Like just fun. for you. I appreciate it. Uh, all right, that's this week's get up on this. Get up, get on up on this. Get up, get on up on this. Get up, get on up on this. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We uh, started having a conversation the other day off the air. Uh, by the way, please let me reintroduce our friend uh, Jensen Karp, sitting in for uh, Carex Kevin. Just yeah. for a couple of days here while Kevin has some business out of town. Welcome, sir. Uh, yes. we, we were having a conversation about how we're getting into back-to-school time. And by the way, first of all, I'd like to call BS on all the kids who are already back in school. Allie, you mentioned that LAUSD is back already this week. Mm-hmm. When I was going to school, granted, it was the 19th century, but you never went back before Labor Day. No. no. You going, shouldn't. Going back in at the, the, the middle of August? What's yeah. that BS? No, Not that's cute. awful. What is that called? Like year-round schooling? Don't they have a name for that? 
Well, there well, is I mean, year-round school, but this is just normal LAUSD. They're starting earlier and earlier. Not I don't for me. get it. Not for me. No, you start after Labor Day, and then you're out mid-June. That's yeah. how the rules go. That's school. That's how Jesus would do it. That's how Jesus would do it. we started talking about what we were all like in high school and the mistakes that we made and the bumps along the road uh, to the rest of our lives. And we thought, man, if we could go back, if we could go, if, if if the age you're at now with the knowledge that you've accumulated living your life since high school could go back and whisper in the ear of little high school Jensen or little high school Allie or little high school Bean, what would you tell them? What would be useful information that you would give them? And that's the topic on the table here this morning at 1-800-520-1067. It is back to school time. So you get the opportunity to really improve the way your life turns out, maybe if you give good advice. Allie, why don't we start with you? What would you say to teenage Allie in high school? I would say, number one, and it sounds so dumb, but wear sunscreen. I mean, I had a actual timer that I would use laying at the beach, telling me when to flip over. Wow. Like, I was so, such just a complete tanner when hmm. I was growing up. And it didn't result in anything great. You know, just cancer. Right. So I would say that, but I would also, I would say, and it sounds silly, but none of this matters. None of what you're freaking out about right now matters at all. You're going to go to your 20-year high school reunion and all of these bitches are going to be huge and unhappy. <laughs> this is Just, becoming very dark. It got dark. I'm hey, sorry. I'm listen, sorry. Uh, listen, little Allie. Don't get cancer and all these bitches are awful. <laughs> all these bitches hate their lives. This, this little Allie's like, who's this woman? <laughs> Why is she saying these Why things? Why is she screaming in a black dress with an umbrella? She's <laughs> saying. <laughs> but I that would have made, I mean, if, if Teenage Alley would have believed that, that would have been such a sense of relief to know that you're getting caught up in all this drama with these mean girls right. in school, and then ultimately you're never going to see them again anyway, and, and, when your you life's going to be fine. You're going to realize how much better your life is, and <laughs> God crapped on all of them. <laughs> you're going to see all their ugly children on yeah. Facebook. Oh, right? What's Facebook, lady? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take your calls on this at one 800 5201067 advice to your high school self. I think I would have, and I don't know if this is fair or not, but since I know what my life turned out to be, I think I would have advised my teenage self to cut out more of the stuff that wasn't going to get me toward my goal, which was just to be on the radio. Jensen, you grew up just like I did, wanting to be on the radio. Oh, yes, whole absolutely. life. And that was me from the time I was like six, seven years old. And I think I would have spent a lot less time worrying about classes in high school that weren't ever going to affect me. Like, why did I work so hard to do well in math? Why did I spend all that time on science? I didn't need to. It wasn't ever, ever going to come up in my life. Bean, are you sure in the few decades that you've worked in radio that osmosis has never come up? I don't believe you. Mitosis has. Okay, photosynthesis. I totally understand. By the way, I couldn't even pronounce photosynthesis. That's how bad. Photosynthesis. Nice. But I don't even deserve to have learned it ever. And I also would not have buckled to the pressure. And by the way, I think this speaks to 2018 as well. I would not have buckled to the pressure to... Go to college. Whoa. I think it was a tremendous waste of time, as I think it's a tremendous waste of time for many people who go to college just because they don't know what else they want to do. And I think there are lots of phenomenal careers out there that don't involve going to college. I know that goes against everything your parents are telling you right now, but I wish I hadn't gone to college. Hot take, Bean. Mm. Right? Hot take. 
All right, Jensen, you're up, and then we'll go to some calls. Mine is extremely specific to my life, uh, but I am engaged to someone who I went to high school with who I was just an acquaintance of in high mm-hmm. school. Uh, Danielle and I went to high school together. She played uh, Topanga on the television show uh, Boy Meets World, so she would only be in school for three months of a year. Uh, and so, so dur- that show was being made at the time you guys were in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. She was uh, on every uh, season, uh, basically throughout all of our high school career. And so we would say hello to each other in certain classrooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I would love to walk up to little weird Jensen and go, "You're gonna marry that girl," <laughs> and then just walk away. So. That might have changed everything. You could have been friend zoned back then. Maybe she That's could right. have been. Although you're really underestimating my abilities. Uh, but yes, I do. I do think in the Back to the Future photo fading away. Right. Like I just, I think that maybe any change could just thwart our entire Absolutely. future. Yeah. 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 But but um, going back to 11th grade Jensen, yes. though, you probably thought Danielle was way out of your league because she was not only beautiful but she was a celebrity. So there were a lot of people in school who were probably into her, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I ever thought she was out of my league as much as I was thinking, why is this Accutane making my face bleed? Uh, <laughs> but I, I did I, I did focus on uh, probably, and that's probably something I would tell little Jensen, too, is like, be you, man. Like, I was mm-hmm. nervous that wearing, like, a certain shirt or certain shoes would bring too much attention to me. Right. And you're always mm-hmm. trying to blend in. Um, but I just think, you know, be you. Maybe I would have went up to Danielle. Maybe, I mean, I don't, I don't know what that is. But in the same case, it's like, have weird hair. Have weird shirts. Like the Atlanta FUBU episode. That's I, I had over, airbrushed overalls. And I remember yeah. being nervous to look like another bad creation at middle school. <laughs> like, don't be nervous, man. No. It will look like Jaden Smith. Go out there and be strange. You're good, yeah. You know? All right. Let's squeeze in a call before the break. 1-800-520-1067. The advice you have for your teenage self. By the way, uh, hang up on guy who says invest in Apple stock. That's not what we're looking for here. We're looking for ways that you would improve your life. Not that you could tell the future. And by the way, that's Biff Tannen who called in. That's not even a real person. (laughs) Exactly. Let's go to Tommy. His is interesting. Line one, Pico Rivera. Tommy, thank you for calling. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Bean Show. So what do you tell little Tommy? Don't get married. Tony, you guys were talking about that. Jesus, Ooh. Tommy, very dark. Wow. Okay, uh, explain uh, explain why. Just because now you know that getting married to the woman you married was a big mistake. Um, I love her to death, but she's such a speed blocker, though. Your wife doesn't let you screw other chicks. Yeah, you know. I mean, I just think about all the friends <laughs> I've missed out on because I have to go home every night. Oh, Tommy, you seem very chill. Wow. <laughs> yeah, God bless her. Um, yeah, she did a, She did the world a favor, but thank you, Tommy. We appreciate the call. one 800 520 I'm going to walk up to little Tommy and just go, respect women. Right, exactly. <laughs> we'll take your calls on this topic right after this on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. We're talking about what advice would you give your high school self? We're taking your calls at 1-800-520-1067. Why don't we start with uh, Devorah, please, if you wouldn't mind. Chip, line five, she is in Whittier to get us going. Hey, Devorah. Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. Good morning to you. So you get to go back and talk to little 10th or 11th grade Devorah, and now from the benefit of hindsight, what do you tell her? Well, I'm an actual high school teacher, so I have a little bit of an in on what's cool. Um, I would say enjoy it more and don't stress and don't worry about the drama. You know, like, uh, it just, it doesn't mean anything later. So if you just enjoy it more, everybody, you know, they come back to me after they graduate and they're like, oh, I wish I 
was still in high school. And they couldn't wait to leave, but they wish they were still there. <laughs> but, you know, Allie was saying a similar thing about the about avoiding the drama, but that's even if you had that advice, it's so hard for a teenage brain to work that way because you just are... Oh, yeah. You're just... You're not formed the way you are as an adult. You're thinking of completely different things. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and your friends are everything at that time, so... You know, if there's drama between your friends, it's, it's excruciatingly painful. Devorah, how hard but, is it? Uh, Devorah, how hard is it to not like if you see a kid freaking out, like, oh, they said I was fat or but is it so hard for you to just be like, oh no, that girl's awful? Don't think of you know, like, how do you not play into it as a high school teacher? Like, I would just, I would scream at them. Don't worry, everything works out. All these people are going to be home and barefoot. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm, I'm the, I'm the teacher they go to, so I actually give them really good advice. I help them break it down. Good. You know, you. I, I actually listen to what they say and help them break it down and then, then give them perspective. Because you got to listen first. You can't just yell at them. Divorce 2020. Them. Yeah, Divorce 2020. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Thank you for the call, my dear. We appreciate it very much. Let's go up to Sherman Oaks Line 1. This is going to be Johnny. Johnny, you get a chance to go back and whisper into the ear of teenage Johnny. What do you say? Well, guys, you know, um, I think some good advice is to keep a good group of friends and ver- and get really involved in high school. And when you get to high school, <laughs> you're going to keep that advice in mind, right? Yeah, I feel like we're talking to little Johnny. <laughs> yeah. I can give How- little Johnny the advice he needs. <laughs> How old well, are you, you Johnny? Know, you know that, um, you know, I got this advice when I was young, so why not give it to the people that are in high school or going in? Wait, well, how old are you, Johnny? I am 15 years old. Well, okay. here's some things I need Johnny to know. One, Johnny... No matter how old you think you sound, you sound like a baby, and I love it. It's adorable. Thank you very much. I love it. And he, do you think, like, going into school, like, are you nervous to be yourself around people, or are you just going out there and being a cool dude? I, I'm just going out there, doing what I can, uh, meeting some new people, and enjoying high school. You know what? I love little Johnny. Johnny, 2040. Yeah, 2040. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. I don't know how math works either. I mean, Johnny. listen, Johnny clearly has less pimples than I did. Wow. Yes, yeah. and and more brains than I do. I mean, the guy is, uh, I mean, he's mature well beyond his years. Mm-hmm. And Johnny, the only bad decision I've seen you make so far is listening to the Kevin Bean Show. But yeah. we appreciate it. We thank you for calling. <laughs> All right, let's mix it up and let's try Alex, please. Long Beach Line 3. Alex, you know the topic. What do you have to share? Morning, guys. Morning, Allie. Hey. Morning. If I could go back in time, I would tell myself to join the military. Oh. Oh, now that's interesting. Was that something that wasn't on your radar at all when you were in high school? It actually was. I considered joining the military. I took some of the testing. um, Scored high enough that I probably would have never seen a battlefield. But back then, the things you care about aren't the things you care about when you're older. You know, Mm -hmm. they told me... I could buy a house with zero down. They told me I could retire with full pension in 20 years. They told me, uh, you know, they'd pay for your schooling later in life. You know, they just, they tell you you get to shoot guns. And, uh, you know, you don't think there's some of those more important things that you value once you get older. And then how long did it take after high school before you took your own advice and did join the military? Um, I'd say about 10 years later, I had a lot of friends who had already been in for say 15 years a few older friends and they're looking at five years until they retire with full pension before age 40 they're buying houses with uh no money down um you know i'm a blue collar guy a lot of them are blue collar guys they're jumping in the front of the line 
for uh, job interviews because of their military experience. I so, see. I see what um, you're saying. Hey, there's a lot of benefits to joining the military. That's for sure. And it's not it's not for everybody, but it is for some. And we appreciate everybody who makes the choice to serve. Thank yes. you very much for the call, sir. We appreciate that so much. All right, who do you like here, Allie? Who do you like, Jensen? We only have time for maybe I one like or two more. I like Claire because she's so right about everything. All right, let's talk to Claire. Westlake Village, please. Line five. Hey, Claire, thanks for calling and holding on. Welcome to the show. Good morning. What do you got? Okay, so my advice, this is just what I did, but everybody lives it differently. I got multiple jobs in high school, and before I turned 20, I went to Europe twice, Japan once, and I think you should work hard, make mistakes, and blow your money while you're young before you have college debt, kids, house payment, all that good stuff. Claire's like my Tony Robbins. She's killing it. So smart. Instead of spending that money to go to school and then you're in debt forever, you've traveled the world more than people in their 40s have. Yeah, I was a bubble boy. Like, the furthest I ever traveled throughout high school and college was like Van Nuys. Right. Like, I never went anywhere. That's that's a change I would make. Yeah. So, So, in other words, most people, they look at, as soon as they graduate from high school, they go right into college and then as quickly as they can, they go right into working for the next 50 50 years. Yeah. Instead, take that time off and enjoy it a little bit. Take- Travel, make your mistakes, enjoy yeah. your life. Yeah, go to Amsterdam. Be weird. Right. Make it a gap year or two. Yeah. All right. Very good, Claire. Thank you. And I'll close with this one. This is uh, Art from the 323 writing in, texting the Kevin and Bean Show. I would have told myself to stop wearing a sweater in 100 degree heat. No one cares that you're fat with man boobs and you'll still get laid a lot. You're funny, and that gets you more than that buff dude you'll never be. You've got the gift of gab. You end up in sales. Your wife is hot. Your kids are beautiful, and life is great. Hey, Mm. yeah, that buff dude ends up being a bouncer at, like, a Bennigan's. You know what I mean? Like, the high school quarterback clearly doesn't turn out to be the thing he wants to be. Right. You know what I mean? It's the nerd in the glasses who ends up finding some weird social media company and Mm. becomes a billionaire. Says a nerd in glasses, by the way, who somehow strangely is rooting for that dude. You know what? We all have our hopes. <laughs> Art, I'm glad it all worked out for you. Thanks for the calls. What's happening with Allie? Coming up next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie's here with what's happening and some sad news to get us started. Yeah, Aretha Franklin's publicist has confirmed to the Associated Press that she passed away in Detroit this morning after battling advanced pancreatic cancer. She was 76 years old. Here's just a bit of the statement from the family. In one of the darkest moments of our lives, we are not able to find the appropriate words to express the pain in our heart. We have lost the matriarch and rock of our family. The love she had for her children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, and cousins knew no bounds. And then they go on to talk about her legacy and how it will live on. And I mean, we were talking off the air about just songs that we love from her and Mm -hmm. songs that we either grew up with or Blues Brothers is trending right now on Twitter, which is awesome because of the song Think. There were so many songs. Like, it's her catalog is endless. Well, she had 60 years of great music. Yeah, 18 Grammy Awards, including one for Lifetime Achievement. In 1987, she became the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In 2005, I I think this is just mind-blowing. She was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest award for an American civilian by then-President George W. Bush. She sang at Barack Obama's inauguration. The woman has done it all. And And by the way, it's one of those things, too, where, like, this mold is broken. There are no musicians in 2018 that have this type of career. Mm -mm. No. No. Yeah, that's true. And by the way, 
uh, best collection of hats of any celebrity <laughs> ever. Yeah. Man, did she have some crazy hats. Every oh. day was the Kentucky Derby for Aretha Franklin. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, here's just a tidbit, a taste of one of her most popular and recognizable songs. Come on with the come I, on. It's it's unreal. Yeah. Just the power that she commanded on a stage. It, you're never going to see anything like it again. That song became like a trope. It's like a R-E-S-B-C-T. You know, it's like oh, almost, yeah. it's just be, you forget it's a song. Yeah. It just became yeah. a phrase. And a, and a women's power anthem, too, yeah. as well. I mean, it was it had social implications as well. And I would also like to add, and I have argued this many times in the past on this program, the greatest cover song of all time. Somebody taking somebody else's song and making it her own, Mm -hmm. no one's ever done it better than that one. She's a goddess. She really is. Absolutely. So rest in peace. Aretha Franklin has passed at the age of 76. All right. You're about to get whiplash from that story to this. Kelsey Grammer has quite an innovative way for preventing adultery. He decided that he would get his wife's name tattooed just above his crotch. (laughs) So if he was ever going to cheat, it would be more of what he says, quote, it was more of sort of an ownership thing. So if he was going to cheat with someone, quote, whoever might be, you know, would read that particular piece of equipment and know that I was already signed and owned by someone named Katie. But was this, I was going to ask, if if, if this was his first wife, second wife, or third wife he made this decision with? Current. Current Current wife, yes. Uh, That's weird, because I guess that, I I have no explanation now as to my huge Frasier tattoo. I I don't know why. (laughs) I I, I don't even know why I would have got it now. Awkward. Yeah. But I love that he's putting the onus of cheating on the woman. Like, oh, she's going to see it and be like, I can't do it now. She better read it. What? Kelsey. Yeah. It's not my fault. She can't read. She's dyslexic. I didn't. I couldn't stop her then. No. Attacked me. I learned from uh, Netflix the other night that Kristen Bell is his daughter. Did you guys know that? That's a TV. Yeah. yeah, There's a difference in fiction and nonfiction. Really? They look look like they knew each other pretty well. That's just weird. It's really weird. Probably let them know about TV. I need to learn Travis Scott lyrics. And I should have learned them before because in celebration of his third album, Astro World, debuting at number one on the Billboard charts, Travis Scott gave away $100,000 via Cash App to select fans who tweeted lyrics from the album at him. This is what he said. So I know it's hard for the kids. So I decided to unload my bank account on you guys. I'm busting down $100,000 and giving away to any fans that can tweet me their cash tag with lyrics from Astro Gang. So people did, and he picked dozens of fans at random and deposited between 50 bucks and $1,000 into their accounts. Wow. All right. Uh, while we're on Travis Scott lyrics, okay. I'm a hip-hop fan. Right. People know I'm sort of a historian to if, an extent. If you will, yeah. On the new album Astro World, 
I don't know. I like the record, but mm-hmm. I love the record for one reason. He mentions Jamba Juice twice. He does. <laughs> he mentions Jamba yes. Juice twice. Not once, but twice. And there was an article that I saw yesterday which just made me go, this is where we're at in the world. Why is Jamba Juice so important to rappers? Yeah. And I was like, is it? You know what? If 2018 <laughs> pushes us towards rappers like in Jamba Juice the one good thing of this year. <laughs> How times have changed. Now we're rapping about Jamba Juice. Listen, they know what's cool. I'm saying. Did, did he say anything about like wheat crash shots or is it just implied? Just straight up Jamba. Okay. I think he likes the desserts. You right. know what I mean? Like the, like the ones. I like how we used to think Jamba Juice was healthy. Right. Yeah, right. Like, oh, I, yeah. It's I'm a fruit smoothie. Yeah. This is a fruit smoothie. Yeah. I lo- it's like vitamin water. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm having vitamins. No. No, you could call anything vitamin water. It's and, anything. And aren't they like four or five hundred calories? No, they're terrible At for least. you. Yeah, yeah. They, they basically are filled with mayonnaise. It's a terrible <laughs> thing. I mean, unless you. they are a sponsor. And well, then, they are then great Jamba and Juice is healthy and, can, and also we're going to have a pool party and there's going to be a bunch of Jamba Juice. Amen. K-Rock, baby! <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Kathy Lee Gifford, James Cameron, Steve Carell, Timothy Hutton, Angela Bassett, Madonna, and Taika Watiti. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. Our friend Kevin off for a couple days. Jensen Carp filling in. Hey, Jensen. Hey, how's it going? Alan McKay is here. Also, Dave, our producer, the King of Mexico. King, nice job this week with the Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. You ready for it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yo, K-Rock listeners around the world. It is time for the Internet Roundup. So tell all the boys and girls. We've got funny and sexy, even music, too. We've got all the greatest videos and And your thoughts on our very timely cameo parody? I know you guys on the it. on the cutting edge, on the pulse of music. The K Rock tradition continues. Uh, I don't know. It sounded a lot like Fred Schneider. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's Omar's speed. Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of on the cutting edge of music, do you know anything about Doja Cat? Doja Cat is the creator of Moo, which Moo, is my yeah. favorite video of the week. Do you is is does she have a backstory? Is she a comedian or I, you know anything about her? All I've seen is the video. I've only okay. seen what you've seen, and I say there's a future. I for do Doja. She, yeah. she she is dressed up in a uh, in a Holstein onesie, a black and white spotted Holstein, and she Holstein uh, uh, onesie, and she's singing a song about being a cow, and I can't get it out of my head. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. I'm not a cat. I don't say meow. And it goes on like that for far too long, but it is very entertaining. Do we yeah. just give the Pulitzer now? Like, I do you just hand, to, hand I, it I, I'm not sure. I think we have to wait. But, I think uh, we're going to see her at Coachella. I don't lot, know. Really are. A lot of uh, animated uh, boobies in the video, too, if you're into that. Uh, the Office is a show that I think gets more popular every year it's off the air. Everybody misses The Office. And it is one of those shows that so many people have done so many edits of so many great scenes and lines from that. And this is another one. Michael Scott. 
uh, who, as you know, did not have the the greatest, uh, as a, just like me, not the greatest use of the English language. <laughs> had a lot of trouble coming up with words, much like I did. But there's a uh, about a 10-minute montage of him screwing up words. And it's so funny. And here's a taste of it. Webster's Dictionary defines wedding as the fusing of two metals with a hot torch. <laughs> well, you know something? I think you guys are two metals, gold medals. I like this chair. It is ergonomically correct. It's not a good idea, Michael. He needs no. to rest. No rest for the sick. <laughs> Trying to feed the pigeons. I guess they all flew west for the winter. The old Michael Scott might have taken this, but not the new Michael Scott. They are in for a bitter surprise. I am not to be truffled with. You know what they say. Fool me once, strike one. (laughs) But fool me twice, strike three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's been some talk of trying to reboot that show. Is it possible? Would those guys do it, do you think? I sure want it. Well, remember Ricky Gervais used to do specials yeah. in, mm-hmm. in the UK when he would bring them all back. I could see a special, but for sure. I mean, after the Quiet Place, I doubt Krasinski wants to walk back into the office. Yeah, I think I, we're good. <laughs> I love it. God, I love that show. Ken Jeong is one of uh, many talented Asian actors in the movie that is uh, opening up this weekend called um, Crazy Rich Asians. And he did this thing where he answered Google questions about himself. Dr. Ken is very funny, as you know, and he had some answers to Lister questions. We're on to the W's. What? Ken Jung. What was Ken Jung's first movie? I'm very, very fortunate. My first movie was Knocked Up, and that was written directed by Judd Apatow, and it had Seth Rogen, Katherine Heigl. Anybody who is anybody in comedy was in Knocked Up. It had Paul Rudd, Craig Robison, Adam Scott. This is right off the top of my head. Jonah Hill, Jay Baruchel, Jason Segel, Kristen Wiig, Bill Hader. It was like the Avengers of comedy, and that was my first movie. Knocked Up really opened the doors for me, and I I really do owe so much to Judd Apatow. What does Ken Jeong do for a living? Well, as you know, I overact. But I also do PR appearances, and overacting and press are my passions. I also like to act occasionally when I feel like it, when I don't like to phone it in. And I was a doctor, saved a lot of lives, healed the sick, yada, yada, yada. What does Ken Jeong (laughs) really mean? I think to be Ken Jeong is to enjoy life, to savor it, to not think at all. And when you do anything in your career, so many people overthink. Not this guy. I just do. I trust my instincts, but I trust my impulses more. I don't think when I do any career move. And that is why I'm here on Wired Autocomplete. And you better believe, baby. I love him. I love him. Jensen, who's this guy behind the uh, the Golden Girls video that we spotlight on this week's Roundup? Well, funny enough, he is a friend, uh, Dashiell Driscoll, who uh, works over at Funny or Die, and soon will be a writer on my television show, Drop the Mic over at TBS. This is just coincidence. I did not pitch this. <laughs> this. No kidding. No, I just looked. I, that's that's just a coincidence. But Dashiell's so funny. He's been doing the Zach Morris is Trash oh, my uh, favorite. videos that are on Facebook, and he's been looking back at some of these sitcoms from the 90s and proving that people are mostly garbage in them. <laughs> Not good people. Well, he's got a series right now of uh, looking at very special episodes of classic TV, including the one where Betty White's character on Golden Girls had sex with a dude and he died in her bed. And you can imagine that was a very special episode. Here's a taste of that. 
Rose doesn't want her roomies to know she's getting that work. Al promises he'll be extra quiet and will not make any noises that sound like an orangutan on Adderall slapboxing a trash bag full of yogurt. Rose wakes up the next morning feeling good. Dorothy says she must have had some dreams. She woke up the whole house. Rose says it was a nightmare. Not an inaccurate way to describe two old slam and slippery uglies. Blanche says it sure is funny. Nightmares sound just like a wild boar trying to eat 50 pounds of shredded chicken covered in jelly. Sophia says what up, then informs Rose there's a man in her bed. Rose got lucky. Not so lucky. The man in your bed is dead. Hilarious. Sophia was putting laundry away, gave Al a what up, and got the cold shoulder, the very cold shoulder. He did. Rose says he's just shy, a claim refuted by everyone who heard his grunty grunts mere hours ago. Dorothy tells Rose to check on her dude. Rose doesn't want to wake him. Sophia says that ain't gonna happen. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that show got dark, didn't it? And there's one other video we want to mention just because I feel like a warning needs to be a- a given here because uh, this video was banned by YouTube, and it's just an ad for the movie The Nun. Dave, you have, have or have not seen this? I'm not going to see it, dude. Come on. It's like one second of The Nun showing up in a video. Everyone's saying it's like the scariest six seconds you'll see, and I'm not going to see that. We're it's just it's yeah. just a jump cut. It's just a surprise because you're looking at nothing, and then The Nun just pops out, and people don't expect it maybe, but there's nothing graphic or anything like that. It's Well, I mean, they're getting a lot of publicity for this video, that's for sure. <laughs> Dave is literally shivering next to me. He's literally <laughs> terrified just talking I about it. I don't like it. It's not scary, you guys, even though it was banned on YouTube because of so many complaints from people who said it was scary. You should check it out and check out all the videos right now at krock.com or kevinabean.com. It's a brand new Kevin Abean Internet Roundup. Those videos were awesome. Now, baby, go watch the Internet Roundup. Yeah! It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, look, look. Don't we have enough actual problems in the world without DJ Omar Khan inventing new ones? What, what are you talking about? It's true. What? Omar, I didn't invent this problem. Yes, you did. You came in out of nowhere yesterday and you're like, oh, guys, I'm so exhausted. I don't know what I'm going to do. People keep wishing me a happy birthday on social media. Now what? <laughs> well, no, I was just wondering, you know, what? I, 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 I'm on a couple of socials. I'm off Instagram because my phone's old and it doesn't work. So if anybody wished me a happy birthday on Instagram, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to reply. But I, it got me thinking every year I post a couple of times a year on Facebook. I was late to the party on Facebook and I only post a couple of promotional videos for the DJ business. By the way, if you want to book me, I'm a really good DJ. DJOmarcon.com um, <laughs> Seems shoe, same shoehorn. And, um, uh, I post for my birthday because a lot of people, about 100 people, maybe 200 people post happy birthday. Is it 100 and, or 200? I don't know. Yeah, okay. yeah I really, I really don't seems know. like an oversell. And this is because everyone who follows you on Facebook has access to your birthday because that they that that's a message that's sent out that says, hey, remember to... They get a little notification. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that started to... Th- I was like thinking last year I posted like, hey, thanks for all the birthday wishes like five days late. And I started thinking, I was like, are these people getting upset that I'm not 
posting that or, you know, kind of like replying? Or is it something like, like for me, it would be kind of like, oh, you know what? I hope Omar sees this. You know, I just want to wish him well, you know? Yeah. So you're like asking cool like the thing. etiquette of right. when someone wishes you a happy what birthday is, on What is the etiquette? Am I a bad dude if I don't? Because I haven't posted, you know, hey, thanks for all the birthday wishes. Mm-hmm. Does that make me a bad person? I think you need to get over yourself that someone's sitting at home <laughs> like, why hasn't Omar responded? Okay. Like, no, it doesn't. No. It doesn't and are, are all of these people wishing you a happy birthday close friends? Some are, which 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 I don't get. Uh, I don't know if Chip, Chip, did you post on my timeline? No, I I told you happy birthday to your face. Okay, but Dave posted right. on my timeline. Well, it's And Dave. I'm thinking, what? That should be a clue right there. Right, you know? Yeah, people that don't like you, that don't want to interact with you on a human level are writing that on your timeline. That's well, that's giving well, him a new complex. What? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Listen. Is that really true? Listen, I don't want to be hot take Jones over here, okay. but mm. I'm going to tell you. I think that if you ignore the happy birthday messages without even giving a like, or like just a thumbs up, you're kind of a dick but really? he's not on facebook I'm doesn't not. matter i only he get, has I, get one. The, I get the little email uh-huh. uh things that oh there's you know activity right. on my facebook yeah. and then did you go check out the activity because so many no. people were saying happy birthday no so I how do you know that. how do i know what that so many people wished you happy birthday because you see with the emails you're a jerk emails why am i a jerk because imagine if you're going down the street and someone's like hey man happy birthday omar and then you just kept walking but that's different that's real life oh listen in 2018 these are blurred sir that's very that's very sad (laughs) to me then if if, if that human interaction is gone because i got on the flip side i got you know in real life i got about 20 texts oh text messages so uh, man i didn't know they were such personal interactions like a text message that's more personal than because i know that person than than, than on social media it's all the same no one's saying it no especially for people like us because i mean i'm probably i'm gonna say 90 percent of the people that are my friends on social media mm-hmm. are fans of either this show mm-hmm. or the podcast or you know my, my dj gigs mm-hmm. or you know so we don't really know each other right. so i'm thinking you know they're just being nice and for me to physically have to go like it oh my out God, of obligation. So he just did the move with his thumb like so it was tiring. a lot dude i'm super busy i'm not on facebook <laughs> right. i'm not on facebook all the time it, to me it's very simple if it's bothering you, wondering if you've upset people, yeah. you just put a blanket. Thanks so much. You guys know I'm not on Facebook a lot. I just want you to know I read your birthday wishes means a lot. Thanks. Boom. Okay. You're yeah. done. You're so, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me butt in here if I may. Please. Jensen, you're a guy who has uh, quite a sizable uh, uh, Twitter following, over 50,000 people. I sure, think. sure. You get a lot of tweets. Do you feel it is rude if you don't respond to those tweets? Do you answer everyone who reaches out to you? Listen, Twitter's yelling into a toilet. I'm talking about Facebook. I'm Facebook talking, okay. is the toilet. No, Facebook is a toilet as a company. But most people that, that are your friends on Facebook, at least in my case, should be people who know you or are involved in your life. I don't... I no. Then you have a personal page. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. Okay, so let's make a distinction here. Mm-hmm. On your fan page. Like, I don't have a fan page. I, I just have a personal one. page. I'm back to one. my hot take. <laughs> <laughs> my hot take is this. My hot take is this. If you have a personal page and you want to make people feel like they're your friends and mm-hmm. one of them wishes a happy birthday, hit the like, bro. It takes two mm-hmm. seconds. By the way, the thing she's saying about like, uh, oh, you know, tell everybody blanket statement, that might take longer. All you got to do is go to it like, 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 and then you're done. But do you think these people are actually getting their feelings hurt or any of anything like that? Oh, please don't disregard the idea right. that I think these people are creepos because okay. I don't understand why they're every day waking up and being like, whose birthday is it? Facebook.com. <laughs> you see, that's the other issue I'm, I'm like, I, I'm really weirded out with, like, 
if you get a notification, it's so-and-so's birthday, mm-hmm. there are people out there that are just automatically, every morning, it's part right. of their routine. Hey, I got to wish, you know, so-and-so yeah. a happy birthday mm-hmm. just because I got the notification. Yeah. Is, why is that a thing? Now? That I, I can't defend. I have made uh, a life decision that has just benefited me across the board. I'm not on Facebook. Mm. None of my friends are on Facebook. We don't care about anything about Facebook. It's easy. And then when people, uh, what about Twitter? Is Twitter different? Um, Wait, Twitter, say, say if I'm, they at Allie McKay and wish you a happy birthday, do you write back thanks? Uh, not, no, not no, all of them. Not no, all of them. and okay, I, okay, I will okay. often do the thank you so much. But okay. I, I engage a lot on Twitter and I engage a lot on Instagram. Yeah. But then you have people that get mad that you don't respond to every single thing that they write. And you know what? That's not on me anymore. Tough cookies. I felt. uh, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) By the way, I felt bad, Uh, Jensen. You may not even know this, but uh, two weeks ago, I lost my father. My dad passed away. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I, you know, put it up on Twitter, which is the only social media that I use. I'm not on Facebook or Instagram, and I received, God bless our listeners, by the way, who care, but. Uh, hundreds of sincere condolences. Hundreds. But I sent you, a, I, you I, maybe you didn't see it, I sent you a sincere condolence just on mm-hmm. private and I felt... And I appreciate that. And I yes. felt good about that but if if at any point I, like someone was like, hey man I uh, hope everything's well, you know, blah blah blah, blah. if someone had texted you and it was someone you kind of considered a friend would you <clears> let it slide and not say anything back? No, I definitely wrote back to everybody who texted me. I agree with Ali. I agree. There's a there's more Huge personal interaction. Just so, just to know, my intimacy. parents my parents used to say, "Don't tell me on the phone. Tell it to my face." And now we're saying, "Don't tell me on Facebook. Tell me on a phone." Yes, we're getting worse and worse. Guys. Yes, yeah. But my question for you is because that is something that is a really genuinely sweet gesture from listeners yes. uh, that I do not know, but that we do have a connection via this radio show. Am I out of line? Uh, kind of asking like what Omar was asking. Am I out of line for not writing back to each of those people? Or is it understood that I'm overwhelmed with condolences and I shouldn't write back to everybody or shouldn't be expected to? Yeah. I don't think people should expect things from people that they don't know. If it's your family member. That's different. And and they're saying, oh, I'm so sorry about this, blah, blah, blah. You have a different relationship. But for people to be upset that you're not responding about a birthday wish or... Uh, and I don't think anyone's doing that. But what if your I cousin really did your think. cousin wish you a happy birthday, Omar, on Facebook or someone in your life that's close to you? Uh, I don't know. I haven't checked it. <laughs> so he would never know. By the way, I hope some Nigerian prince is offering you $7 million and you've never looked oh, it up. Oh, he responds to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, totally. yeah. That makes sense. Yes. All right. Okay. It sounds like the conclusion then, because uh, Omar brought up the, pr- the question is, does anyone care? Do I have to write these people back who uh, wish me happy birthday on Facebook? It sounds like our answer is, it, all of us are saying is no. Don't even worry about I, it. Don't, don't sweat it. I want to stay on record. I think you just do a quick like, get out of there. It's a hot, hot minute. Oh, what if I take this opportunity and say, hey, thanks for the birthday wishes, y'all. Done. Well, Boom! while you're doing that, maybe plug the DJ company again. <laughs> DJOmarcon.com <laughs> if you enough. want me to DJ any event. <laughs> Thank Fair you. Enough. All right, we've settled it. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. Controversy <laughs> on the streets of Paris, you guys. I don't know. I feel like I might like this idea, oh. but a lot of people are against it. Let's see the report from CNN. Oh, the sights of Paris. Tourist boats float down the River Seine, its banks lined with iconic landmarks and historic streets. But it's a new addition to the city's scenery that has many residents heaved. It's the view of a loo. City officials have installed open-air urinals, one not far from the Notre Dame Cathedral, in places where public urination is a problem. 
All right, so here's what's going on. Like every big city, there are people walking the streets who have to pee. And in many neighborhoods, it's very difficult to find a public restroom. Is it? That's what yes, I'm saying. It is very difficult to find a public. Look, I don't know where, where you're hanging out, Allie, but most stores that you go into, most businesses that you go into, they either don't have a public restroom or they have a public restroom for customers only. You can't just pop into the 7-Eleven and say, hey, let me use your bathroom. They don't okay. let you. A, buy a donut and pee. B, gas station. What? A, come on. In Paris, though, you don't see a lot of those. If you're walking around in the tourist district in Paris and you have to pee, you have extremely limited options. So what they have done is they have built something. Omar's in here again. You yeah. uh, you saw these in Amsterdam. Am I right that they yeah. look like mailboxes, essentially? Right? Yeah, the ones that I saw, they kind of kind of kind of look like a um, like a, almost like a like a UFO. It was kind of like a, like a bottle shaped. And yeah, they had now, like how little were you? <laughs> no, no, no. This is when I was sober. Okay. I didn't use it till I was drunk. Okay. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, they're just they have little separators, and yeah, they're they're out in the open. Okay, Ugh. now don't misunderstand. We're not talking about uh, porta potties here. These aren't the honey buckets. The, the, you don't go inside, and you have privacy. You mm-hmm. are just standing on the street, and everybody can see you, except you're up close enough. This is for men only. You're up close enough to the device that you're able to pee, and nobody can see that much. They can't see your private parts, but they do. Look at you. They can see your face while you're peeing. Oh, yeah. They know what you're doing. Yeah. And a, and a lot of people, uh, and I hope you're only peeing, by the way, when you when you get up to one of these things. A lot of people are, <laughs> as you'll hear in this report, are not, not for it at all. For many locals, painting the receptacles red and putting a flower box on them doesn't do much to hide a very public privy. I think installing a urinal in the streets of Paris for those who don't respect their surroundings is a good idea. But in my opinion, this model is not attractive at all. And where it's been set up is not appropriate at all. Now, Omar, you said you used it, Omar. I did. Before you used it, did you or your family have any thoughts about seeing other men on the street peeing in one of these? Did it did it see were you uncomfortable with that? Absolutely. When we first saw it, we're like, what the heck is this? When I went, um, I was with uh, a bunch of uh, like uh, um, high school kids and my wife and I were (laughs) were like, what is this? Because it was totally bizarre to us. And we were like, there's no way we're going to use this. Okay, flash forward. Why why is Omar taking high school kids to Amsterdam? It was one of these European tours uh, that I went to. I was the chaperone, by the way, which is funny. Um, and so I like how you think that cleared it up. <laughs> so, so, then, so, then, so later on, um, we were drinking at the bar, mm-hmm. and sure enough, there was there were, you couldn't get into the restroom. You had to wait in line, and I had to go real bad. Mm. So there was a bunch of people using it outside, and it was not a big deal. It was just kind of like, yeah, this is what we do here. And uh, yeah, I went, and uh, all the bathrooms inside, by the way, ladies, were just for the ladies. If you're a dude, you pee outside. Oh wow! So it wasn't even a backup. Believe that it wasn't even a backup. It was the it was the main urinal in that neighborhood for men. Just we were just outside the banana bar, and that's how I was there. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Allie, why do you hate it so much? I feel like that guy. He pinpointed exactly what it was for people that can't respect their surroundings. Here's their choice. So you are rewarding bad behavior. It's ridiculous. Hold your pee. Find a bathroom. We've done it our whole lives. And if we can't do it, stay inside. Don't go outside. You're disgusting. You're an animal. 
you know that there are people who don't want to pee outside. They'd love to be able to find a restroom but can't. So would you rather them ha- sneak around and, and pee they? in the bushes? What, is, why, what are why these people's they? bladders like? Yeah. Why can they not find a restroom? Wear because... a diaper. Why not wear a diaper? <laughs> it's not <laughs> as crazy. Seriously. Because there are a lot of places, I'm telling you, where you can't get to a public restroom. That's what I'm telling you. You don't believe that? I don't. I don't, be, I don't because I don't see enough people who've peed their pants out in public, just <laughs> right. walking around. Right. If, if this was such a problem, we would see the wet stains. No, but that's the issue. Is just that people are public urinating. I mean, this is the you know this is the uh, solution for that, right? Exactly. You're rewarding your, their bad behavior with a nicer place that you can pee where you shouldn't be peeing anyway. There or- is a homeless dude. Just for the record, there's a homeless dude near my house who pees, and I see him when I'm walking my dog. But I think I'll have the same reaction when he's peeing in a box. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's much better now. Right. Yeah. Still I just, nicer. I feel like they're they're reaching out and they're trying to help people solve a problem. So would it be okay if it was a porta potty Yes. Would it be better? With yeah. the door? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And people get to poop. But what? No. <laughs> In that yeah, case. I'm for that. Yeah. yeah. Of course, Omar's for that. <laughs> All right. Here's a little bit more. The city says the devices are eco-friendly since they turn the waste into compost for parks and gardens. Neighbors and businesses, though, say there's nothing pretty about them and have written to the town hall to demand their removal. It is definitely a desirable and historic neighborhood, but seeing people urinating right in front of your door is not the nicest thing. I wonder if that's part of it is that it's a beautiful Paris. I wonder if that's... Oh, you mean like it's not Detroit? Yeah. I wonder if that's part of it. They say, look, we're better than this. We're the city of lights. We're supposed to be beautiful and tourist friendly. I wonder if it was just in a, you know, just in a rundown neighborhood, if anyone would care. Oh, you mean like, welcome to Tempe, Arizona. We're one big (laughs) urinal. Like that, like, that's the way they sell the city. All right. So it sounds like Omar and I are a yes. Jensen and Alley vote no on this. No. Come on. Everybody pees. Everybody poops. In a toilet. Not this. Not this time. All right. Fair Mm -hmm. enough. Thanks, guys. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Magazine is special. Do you want to see it? Take a look. I'm sure your vagina is uh, delightful, Allie. But I'm just what... sad that never made Broadway. I had a but... whole, whole deal. <laughs> I can't believe they cut it out of Hamilton. <laughs> but what the FDA is saying as they issued a warning to seven companies that advertise vaginal rejuvenation is that it's not a thing. No vagina ever needs to be rejuvenated. So let's go to the man who certainly knows his way around a vagina, our good friend Dr. Drew. <laughs> is on the line with us on the Kevin Beach right now. Hey, Doc. That is my favorite introduction of all time. <laughs> pretty good. I've never uh, had a better intro. First of all, say hello to our good friend Jensen Karp filling in for Kevin today. Jensen, uh, welcome. Uh, welcome. Thank you. So, vaginal rejuvenation. Certainly anyone who lives in Southern California and listens to the radio or watches TV has uh, been bombarded with these ads for years. I know they are very popular in some neighborhoods. What does it actually mean? What is a vaginal rejuvenation to start with? And then we'll get into the specifics about whether it helps or not. It's various different procedures and different devices. So there's a whole whole sort of array, a whole panoply of phenomena we're talking here. But at their core, we're talking about women that have had vaginal deliveries, vaginal births in which the sort of lower part, if you're looking straight down the barrel at the, at the set anatomy, there's 12 o'clock and there's 6 o'clock, 
Around 6 o'clock, it gets very lax. That sort of gets all stretched out, uh, and you can actually, sometimes it can be quite stretched out, and, you know, people notice it, and they don't like it. Uh, and there are ways either with laser or cutting or internal muscle stimulators to try to bring that back to, you know, essentially if you take your hand, uh, it's hard to describe this, but if you put Go your on. index fingers together, like make a triangle with your thumb and, and uh, index fingers. Allie, do this. I'm doing it right thumb, now. <laughs> now bring the thumbs closer together and then bring them all the way so they're overlapping and the two index fingers come together. Oh, someone's going to enjoy that. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I've been in and around this stuff for a long time. I've been reporting on it. I actually did a special on it years ago when people were doing lasers and claiming all sorts. I even scrubbed in on a laser surgery where we repaired one. And in every case I came upon, this was the thing that caught my attention. In every case I was dealing with, the husband or male partner was standing by going, honey, you don't need to do this. It's, just not, it's not an issue to me. I, I don't care. It's fine. Don't wor- it is in my experience, though I know this is not 100%, but in my experience, it's always been initiated by the female who says the following, and I've found this many, many dozens of times, I want to look like those pictures. Mm. They've been looking oh. at too much porn, too much whatever, <clears throat> And they feel like there's something wrong with them because of their normal progression after a delivery. Well, here's the thing. If you have a vaginal birth and you're a bit more stretched out than you ever have been, if doing something to it to tighten things up down there makes you feel sexier, then you're obviously going to be happier in a lot of aspects of your life. So, Allie, making the case for the young ladies. Absolutely. And that had always been sort of my position but two things. A, a, there's a way to avoid this all in the first place. Uh, our C-section, right? That's right. My obstetrician called himself the Vaginal Preservation Society, the, the chairman of the Vaginal Preservation Society, because he felt that, look, you do the C-section, you don't have all the incontinence and the, the, the prolapsing and all the stuff that happens. But that's a much tougher recovery also after birth, right? An extra couple of days. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not advocating for C-section. And C-sections were always a last-minute thing if something was wrong. But yeah, now I'm, it's become so like, oh, just get a C-section, like a, it's nothing. I have a question. The C-section scar. If I'm already the type of person who would be affected by yeah. these kind of stretches, won't I also right. be affected by the C-section scar? The, yeah. You, the the surgeons deal with. They tend to put it below the bikini line. They tend to put it somewhere that's really not a big deal. But they, again, we're solid. We're advocating for it, and I'm not. But let me go back to Allie's Allie's. Uh, sort of defense of the procedure, which I think is a legitimate defense. The problem is, and this is what the FDA is saying, they're not saying it should never be done. They're saying it's not been properly studied. Mm -hmm. And there can be problems. I've seen them with people getting scarring, stricturing, pain, now pain with intercourse, and now all kinds of other complications ensue. The point is when it's a surgical intervention, whether it's with a knife, a laser, a hot knife, whatever, it's a surgery and complications can ensue. Well, my fear would be women are going to, you know, just a random dermatologist or just a nurse's aide, and you're getting lasers where there should never be a laser. And you need to go to someone that knows what they're doing. That's true, but even that, the, the, the FDA would say nobody knows what they're doing because it's not been properly studied. And the, well, the one that I scrubbed in on was a laser procedure, mm-hmm. and the laser does a lot of cutting. Trust me. And so some some of the laser procedures are just the laser is just your knife. And who cares? The knife is a knife. So, again, they claimed they those people claimed that they had less trauma to the tissue. Well, in the particular 
study group that I read, there was more scarring with the laser. So, you, you, again, this has to be done. This has this, to be studied. This is a, a very uncomfortable conversation for many women to be listening right now. They are squirming hearing some of this How's talk Allie? about burns and <laughs> scarring. Oh Allie's oddly standing on her chair. <laughs> right? I'm like, yes, there <laughs> should be more research. Yeah, yeah. I, I so, don't understand why there isn't more research. Is it just a throwaway? Because, oh, I, ladies shouldn't think, be able to like it. I think because the, it's in the nature of the system, I think the Federal Trade Commission allows you to rush certain things to market, and people mm-hmm. are, know there's a big demand, so they're sending stuff to market before it's properly researched. And that is not good. Mm-hmm. And that, that's all That's all the FDA warning is about. They're not saying this should never be done. They're not saying this procedure isn't great and it won't help lots of people. They're saying we don't know. And there are some concerns. And that's all. I and say all- just do what I do. Don't have kids. It is awesome down there. <laughs> just saying. And it also sounds like, Doc, that the, some of these uh, laser, laser rejuvenation or vaginal rejuvenation places, they're advertising to help with things that they can't really prove, like problems related with menopause or urinary incontinence or things like that that maybe aren't going to be helped by whatever it is Well, but the urinary incontinence is something that could be. Again, this okay. is all part of the complications of vaginal delivery, and if they're doing the right kind of sling and procedure stuff, again, the surgeon may may have some... Look, some surgeons may have some great new procedures that they've come upon that we don't know about yet that just hasn't been studied. And, you know, if the surgeons can do anything they want, they're just taking the liability on themselves. Very and, interesting. And so the, for the consumer to be protected, you really want the FDA to be going, here's the risk, here's the risk-reward ratio, here's what's good for you. you know, proceed at your, at, your, at your whim. I love that you have scrubbed in on one of these. I have. Amazing. Yeah, it was years ago. I did a show for Discovery Health, and this was the big topic, and yeah. I interviewed lots of people. And, again, I, I sort of – this was years ago, and it was sort of – it was. It's been baffling to the males. It was like, huh? What you want to look at? What? Who cares? Go stop. <laughs> uh, but you know, here we are. As Ali says, if you feel more sexy because you get that certain something going. <laughs> when you uh, when you advocate for the Heal app to see a doctor now in the comfort of your own home, is that what you'd recommend for this? Have them come over and just do the work right there in your living room. Heal will not do this procedure. I guarantee that. Uh, okay. Speaking of Heal, can you guys please get to Vegas? I know, it's a plan. It's coming. Oh, yeah. I was there with a migraine. All I wanted was someone to write me out my Imitrex, and oh, I was so sad. You know, there's, maybe we should talk about it. There's a new intravenous, uh, you know, they have, they have those traveling uh, buses for IV therapies mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. There is a new thing called NAD that they're using for alcohol recovery that is looking really good. And I'm wondering no. if they've adopted that there in Vegas in these are traveling vans. Yeah, everyone needs NADs Wait, they just, in they Vegas. They just show up and fix my hangover? Well, that's kind of what they do. And I, 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 it, the, in principle, it's a bad idea. But mm. <laughs> So what we're learning here, vaginal rejuvenation, bad. Some dude in a car who says <laughs> he'll cure my hangover, I'm in. Yeah. I'll oh, take it. I want to make sure we got all the bases covered. Yeah, here. thank you. Dr. <laughs> Drew is on the radio Monday through Friday from noon till 3 on 790K ABC. That's where all the cool shows are, Jensen, is on the AM band. You know oh, that, right? I know that very well, yeah. And drdrew.com for all of the live appearances and podcasts, including with Mike Catherwood and with uh, Adam Carolla as well. Doc, great shot as always. Thank you so much for joining us on the program. Right, see you guys. Bye-bye. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. All right, Jensen Karp is here. Allie McKay is here. Time for a final look at what's happening on this Thursday. Well, we've been talking about it since we found out Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul, has passed away at the age of 76. 
she had been battling advanced pancreatic cancer. So there was a statement from her family that is just, it's heartbreaking and beautiful. In one of the darkest moments of our lives, we are not able to find the appropriate words to express the pain in our heart. We have lost the matriarch and rock of the family. The love she had for her children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, and cousins knew no bounds. We have been deeply touched by the incredible outpouring of love and support we have received from close friends, supporters, and fans all around the world. Thank you for your compassion and prayers. We have felt your love for Aretha, and it brings us comfort to know that her legacy will live on. That's a woman for you. I don't know if that's what we're saying. I'm uh, saying that's a woman for you. Aretha Franklin lived a life, man. Absolutely lived a life. We were talking about just some of her accolades from 18 Grammys to becoming the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All the different songs we've been playing from Respect to Think to Do Right Woman, Do Right Man. And then I brought up last hour when I had found out about when she stepped in in 1998. She was going to be at the Grammys anyway. And one of her good friends, Luciano Pavarotti, became ill and he was going to be doing the song Ness and Dorma. And the Grammys asked, would you be able to just do a song? She could have done any of her own. And she's like, what was he going to do? Ness and Dorma. I'll do that. On a moment's notice, yeah. this woman stepped in and this is what came out of her mouth. If you get a chance, watch the video, because to see at the end, you see uh, Faith Hill jump up. You see Celine Dion, and the look of shock yeah. and awe on their faces <laughs> is just, it's phenomenal, because that's what, uh, there's no comprehending how someone can sing like yeah, that. Yeah, and you're like stepping in for Michael Jordan. Yes. Like Michael Jordan's yeah. sick, yeah. everyone's like, hey man, can you play basketball? Right. Yeah. I got uh, chills during yeah. that, by the way. And Aretha Franklin, it's, it's, you know, we take it for granted now because we don't know a world without her. But at the time, she was, you know, young and black and female and just became a force yeah. in, in America and around the world with, uh, I mean, she did so much for civil rights. I mean, she was somebody who worked really, really hard, lived the life behind the scenes, too. Yeah. Amazing woman. There won't be anyone like her. Rest in peace at the age of 76. Uh, I'm going to play something for you guys uh, as Dodgers fans that that may make you almost like a guy in the Giants. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to believe it, but it is possible. <laughs> you remember on Tuesday when Pui got in the scuffle with Nick Hundley, benches cleared. It was a serious yeah. brawl. It was a nice, it was a good one. With a weird slapping of a helmet. It was just, it was all weird. But you'll notice if you watch a clip of that, that, well, we'll just say someone in the outfield that goes by the name Andrew McCutcheon didn't have the best reaction time of all players, but he broke it down and explains why. So I'm looking down at my feet. They say, you know, I hear the fans. I'm like, what are they 
What's going on? So I look up, Twig and Honey, they going at it. Next thing you know, I feel a breeze, kind of feel like a light tornado just going right by me. It's the bullpen. I'm like, dang, my reaction time is way off. So I'm like, shoot, let me catch up with these people. By the time I got there, we was all just chilling, staring at each other. Literally, I thought about brightening the mood and I was just going to get in a karate pose. Like, come on. And that was it. That's basically most bras for outfielders anyway. Because by the time you get there, it's over. So you just ran and got tired. Being in the outfield during the brawl is equivalent to a little kid showing up to a birthday party late. It's like you coming in all excited and they already wet. And they eating cake. And they eating cake. I have a new favorite baseball player. This too. At the end of that, he goes, Mama! Like he's so mad at his mom for bringing him to the party late. It is. Please it's put him in the so broadcasting good. booth at the end of his career. Oh, yeah. Oh, He's my God. Direct line, please. He straight up said he was looking at his feet, just not aware that anything <laughs> was happening. Feeling the breeze. <laughs> I think he's now my favorite ever. Yeah, I love stuff. him. Let's uh, let's not forget he's a giant, by the way, guys. Let's, know, get, not get carried, let's not get carried away. What we're saying is let's trade him. Let's get him. Let's get him. Anyone okay. who's funny, let's get him on an L.A. team. We I had agree. Blake Griffin for so long. We could take this guy. I agree. We love comedians. Absolutely. And I warned you all at the beginning, this might make you like a guy in the Giants. It's true. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, it looks like it's uh, not going to happen. James Gunn will not be reinstated. He had a meeting yesterday that they were calling a courtesy meeting with one of the heads at Disney. And after it, it was just, yep, nope, just met with you, kind of cleared the air. And it's not happening. You are not coming back, despite pleas from fans and all the cast members from Guardians of the Galaxy. So it but looks I like predicted that's it. they would fold and hire him back, Allie. I think a lot of people predicted that. Especially now Dave Batista has to face the idea that he said he doesn't want to do it if they don't right. use James Gunn's script. Right. Right. I think it would have to be, uh, no offense to Dave at all, it would have to be Chris Pratt right. saying, right. I'm out. I am still going to say, and I know it's unpopular with some people because they're so offended by his years-old tweets, but I still think he was rooked. I really do. Those tweets happened long before he was hired. He mm-hmm. couldn't apologize for them any more than he did, yeah. and he has shown nothing but exemplary behavior since then. Yeah. Give the guy a second chance. If people think he just apologized when they found them. They're wrong, yeah. He apologized years and years ago and kept them up because he thought, okay, I have grown so much since then. Why would I erase them? And I believe from what I've heard, the real railroading here is that when he was hired, he uh, gave this information to Disney Disney. uh, and it didn't change their approach to hiring him. But once it was called out by some uh, right wing uh, trolls, Mm -hmm. that was Mm -hmm. when they had a problem. And I'm also surprised just from a business standpoint, and I know that people are saying Disney has to have a higher standard than other businesses, but they're also a business to make money mm-hmm. and he's made a billion and a half dollars with those first two guardians movies and i thought that would have been enough to get him back in maybe they think hey we've got a script yeah we're good anyone can get direct right maybe oh. well he'll get picked up by so many other studios yeah. i think he's already working on new stuff absolutely Ooh, goodness. Some birthdays for you. James Cameron, Angela Bassett, Timothy Hutton, Steve Carell, Madonna, and one of my favorite directors, Taika Waititi. Sea Eagle versus Shark, you guys. Uh, yeah, he did Thor. It was great. Everyone loved Ragnarok. But really, Eagle versus Shark. Watch it. That's what's happening. Why are we whispering? Not really sure. I don't hey, want to wake up my mom. On your uh, drive home today, why not listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. 
All right, Jensen, how was day one for you? You know what? I'm feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. I thought the hours would hit me harder. It's yeah. the first time I've really oh. been uh, this awake at 5.30. But I'm feeling it, guys. I'm doing good. Yeah, you, you hit are... the wall around 1. Okay. okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. You, you are definitely going to be, you're going to need a banky and you're going to need a nappy. Well, this stinks uh-huh. because I'm doing 12 to 3, too. I'm doing it. Yeah, so I, I got to stay here. So, All right. Come on back tomorrow, will you, Jensen? I will. I will. We've got a big show for you, including uh, the Interrupters. It's going to be so fun, you guys. As you know, they're doing the uh, they're doing that pool party on Saturday out at Morongo, but we get a little preview of that because they're going to be performing live and be interviewed in studio with us tomorrow. Also, Friday means Keep It 100. We'll ask you to help us pick the music as we head into the weekend. Uh, and an interesting phone topic tomorrow. Think about it tonight. Call us tomorrow. What would you uninvent? What invention is out there in the modern world that you wish nobody had ever thought of? We'll talk about all of that, too, tomorrow, right here on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world-famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.